Welcome to the Compliance Perspectives Podcast. I'm Adam Turtletow from the Society of Corporate Compliance and Ethics and Healthcare Compliance Association. Joining us today from Dallas is Reginald Youngblood. Reginald is the Associate Vice President for Corporate Compliance at AT AT&T. And today we're going to be talking about the overlap and connections between ESG and compliance. First, Reginald, thanks for taking the time away from the end of your day there to talk to us. Thank you, Adam, for giving me the opportunity to speak to everyone today. I first should say that the views that I express are my own and not of the corporation I work for. I look forward to talking to you today about my views on ESG. Well, very much looking forward to hearing them. So there's a lot of discussion of where ESG begins and compliance ends. What's your sense of the overlap of the two? I think the overlap is more of a overlay in that in regards to ESG, is the way we look at ESG is just an overlay into our existing risk framework. Um, when we look at anything new coming in, we're looking at the financial impact. We're looking at how often it occurs. We're looking at uh, inherent risk and how it affects the business. So as we are overlaying ESG into our existing risk framework, it's actually a nice match because what we're finding is that actually ESG touches a lot of the risk programs that we already had in place. For those things that uh, are outside of those that area, we're establishing new risk areas and diving into them. So for me, it's more of a nice match instead of one stop starts and one stops. So given that, what role do you think compliance teams should take in ESG efforts? I think a, a very step forward into ESG is the right way to go. And the reason I say that is that ESG touches all of the business. And for compliance to um, provide the level of value that I think the organization should, the more places that you understand, the more places that provide you data and visibility, the better um, function, the better return of value, I think the uh, compliance organization provides to the corporation. And really, I mean, if we're not providing value, that's obviously an enormous barrier for gaining exception. Now, in our previous conversations, you established that you see ESG as being able to build a bridge for expanding the conversation on compliance. How so? It's been very interesting to see this actually grow through my experience. I didn't really uh, foresee this as we started our journey of ESG. What has happened is because normally compliance organizations focus just on the high priority risk, the antitrust, um, ABAC, and just different data data, uh, privacy, uh, around those types of areas, that's what we normally focus on. But what we've realized with ESG, it allows us to have conversations with many other groups. Now we're talking to our SOX group, our tax group, our risk management group who are looking at things uh, dealing with insurance. It also allows us to talk to, of course, sustainability, fleet, supply chain. And when I say talk to them, it's talking to them in a different way. We're all trying to figure out what does ESG mean to us. And... Part of that, a big part of that, is the risk evaluation piece. So as we're talking to them about to find out what their direction, strategy, we're also using that to educate them about risk evaluation, 
how do you decide which things have the highest priority risk to make sure we have consistency across the corporation on uh, activities that are going on. And it has really opened the doors in a number of positive ways. And, uh, and it's been a two-way street where now we're even partnering on projects that we never would have partnered on before just because we both see the value of what they bring to the table and what we bring to the table from a compliance organization. You know, the whole idea of partnership and leveraging consistency and what each other's done obviously makes for a much more efficient uh, program and one that's easier for people to understand. The one question I have, though, uh, is sort of to play somewhat devil's advocate here is, do we risk diluting the focus of compliance if we get too far into ESG efforts? In regards to diluting uh, the corporate compliance efforts because of ESG, I see it a little differently in that uh, if you, as you go through and look at ESG and as you're deciding how it affects your compliance organization, I think instead of diluting, it actually enhances your ability to see what's going on in the business. Again, because it touches so many different areas and it acts as a bridge to new groups, new conversations, and those things can only be, in my mind, an enhancement to how you do risk evaluation and how you use your data. Some of the stuff that we've realized through this process is uh, instead of every time that a new risk or a new area comes up and thinking you've got to go after more data, do these bridges through built through ESG, we're now going back to look, well, maybe this group over here has that data. That's, we don't have to do a new survey. Let's blend the data together maybe a little differently and see what, what it shows you from a risk evaluation uh, product. So from that perspective, I don't see it diluting. I see it really enhancing um, our ability to do risk evaluation. So it's always dangerous to do, but let's do a little crystal ball gazing. What do you see five years from now when it comes to ESG and compliance programs, given all that's going on? What I think is that the things that today are maybe considered a little bit outside of what compliance organizations look at, I think they will become the norm. I think we will start looking more at climate risk because of the effect on the business strategy, on the, on the business's bottom line. Those are the things that, from a risk perspective, you want to look at. And I think we, the compliance organization, will be considered a more valued organization because it is providing, it will be able to provide more details, more um, visibility to different areas, especially as the uh, activities that are around the corporation, as they continue to affect the corporation and the decisions that are being made. Um, so from that perspective, when I look at down the road, I see nothing but a more valued compliance organization that has with the help of ESG, found more value add, and it became more of a place that other people will want compliance at the table. Again, because of risk evaluations and the need to be consistent. You know, when you talk about consistency, 
there's also a question of integrity there. It seems to me that one of the roles that compliance should also play is ensuring that when the organization signs up for various of these ESG commitments, whether it's climate um, like you talked about or responsible sourcing or various other the things that they do, whether it's you know committing to diversity initiatives, all of those things, that anytime a goal is set, it's an invitation for some people to cheat. You know that they want to make the numbers because their bonus is tied to it, and they'll fudge the numbers to do it. It seems to me that that should also be a role that compliance plays by leveraging off things like helplines, investigation, and its experience trying to build controls that are tied to various risk areas. Am I overstating things, seeing things wrong? What's your sense? No, I, I think the ethics part of it, the integrity part is gonna become even more critical and more visible, especially with the activity of greenwashing that's occurring out in the world of ESG, where people are making uh, comments, decisions, and that sound good, but at the end of the day, the money, the activities that back them up never occur. And now shareholders, the SEC, and many other people are starting to hold companies accountable for those types of statements. I think it is another area of, of ethics and compliance organizations that we can dive more into um, by going through, doing those evaluations, and making sure there's processes in place to help decrease the chance that those types of decisions are, are being made or might be made. And that's through training, that's through identification, through new software that's out there that helps to monitor and track comments that are being made on the internet. And I, when you put all that together, I do think that uh, the integrity piece will become uh, even larger view and involvement of the compliance organization. Well, and anything we can do to improve integrity throughout the organization, the better. Uh, well, Reginald, thank you again so much for sharing these insights with us. I want to thank all of you for taking the time to listen. I'm Adam Turtletaub from SCCE and HCCA. I hope we're able to expand your compliance perspective. <music>